0: Welcome back to and Catholic attending mass each Sunday is something most of us are used to and God willing we have good relationships with our parish communities. But if you or someone you love hasn't been back to mass in a while, whether for pandemic related reasons or for simply being away from the faith, it can be nerve wracking. To darken the doorways of a church for the first time in a while. Joining us today to offer some tips on breaking down some of those barriers is Father Jim Livingston of the Church of St. Paul in Hamlake and Nick Brady, who's the director of the Next Steps program, which we'll hear more about in just a moment. Father, Nick, welcome to the program.
1: Thank you, Patrick. It's good to be
2: with you. Yes. Yeah, thank you, Patrick.
0: Yeah, wonderful. So, Father, let's start with you. You know, I've heard I don't know how many reasons why people will give that they're just a bit apprehensive about. Becoming a member of a parish, or a, uh, be, to get on the books in a parish, or to commit to one particular parish, what are some of the reasons that you've heard, or what are some of the obstacles to people joining and being part of a parish community?
1: Uh, good question. It's a, it's a kind of a trend, I think, a demographic trend. Uh, people have a lot of options and all over, all over the place, uh, and uh, people have, are grown up to be savvy consumers. And I think they just translate that into a parish community, probably not realizing the benefit of plugging into and being uh, rooted in an actual community because that's where the maturity happens and the growth happens. Uh, You can get a variety of stuff uh, kind of on the shallow end of the pool, but it's not until you get into the deep end of the pool, I think, that you really experience uh, a greater uh, growth, spiritual growth, and so on.
0: Uh, absolutely, and uh, hence, and th- because of people not getting involved in the parish community, or maybe skirting along the edges, or perhaps uh, they were involved but then they they got away from the parish. Whether it was, as I said in my intro, whether through pandemic related reasons, or they just uh, they stopped going to church and and just hadn't come back yet. Um, Yeah, in all these situations, at least at the Church of St. Paul and Ham Lake, you designed this Next Steps program. Nick, why don't you tell us a little bit about where this all came from, and what are the ideas behind it?
2: Yeah, you know, um, kind of my go-to tagline that's developed after I came on board here and understanding Father Jim's vision has been that the idea that the Next Steps is really just about providing and guiding people to the very next step that Jesus is calling them to take. And to not only do that, but also to make and create the habit and discipline of taking that next step um, that Jesus is calling each of us to take. So um, the idea behind Next Steps is to do just that, to provide people with opportunities um, uh, by appealing to to the signs of our times to take that next step and to dive deeper into the relationship with Jesus and to equip them and how to do that um, and, you know, to provide those opportunities and events that can help them uh, take those steps.
0: Okay, wonderful. So, Father, let's bounce back to you then. Uh, where where in your mind, where did this come from as, as far as organizing people to get together and to actually helping them understand how to take the next step with someone else?
1: Well, I, I think I was motivated by some of the scuttlebutt that you hear these days about the demographic winter, if you will, where um, people are just not coming to church the way they used to. Um, I hear some of my priest friends <laughs> talk about downsizing, you know, and just the need for eventual downsizing. And I thought to myself, huh, Well, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought we we're I thought we had the power of the Holy Spirit behind us, you know. And, and in this particular church, I'm blessed to be here. It, it has a certain dynamism already. Um, but then I realized, you know, that a lot of stuff that we're doing is, um, you know, helping serving those who are already on the inside. You know, there's a lot of activity generated. And I thought to myself, well, you know, what are the Pope's been saying the last, you know, several years about a new evangelization? And um, what are these numbers telling us? And when you see, you know, empty spots in the pews and you say, wow, okay, um, what is that telling us? So, you know, I looked around and I thought, well, I don't really see a lot in um, in the Catholic circles, you know, you know, responding in a strategic way. So I just started listening to uh, church podcasts, which, you know, I, I think some of the better ones are the Protestant ones, and they, they talk about next steps all the time. And I thought, well, that's, a, that's an interesting phrase. And so I just started going down that road and, and, uh, you know, listening and trying to learn. um, And uh, they say that, you know, to be a leader, you have to be a learner. And so I just, you know, kind of said, you know what, what can we learn? And um, so I I kind of developed this image, this metaphor, if you will, of a swimming pool. And I thought to myself, you know, we got a lot of people in the the deep end of the pool. What about those who are outside looking in? How do we get them from the outside into the pool, into the shallow end? And how do you get people from the shallow end into the deep end? And then once they're in the deep end, how do you get them out of the deep end and into a lifeguard chair or, in, or to become a swimming coach? You know, there's got to be a next steps for everybody. And so um, we have a lot of adult you know, ministry stuff happening but when it came time for us to say, you know what, we we are short-staffed right now. We we do need uh, someone in adult ministry. What if we uh, designed that in such a way that it's not only a, a staff liaison for the existing stuff, but what if we thought outside of the box and and designed uh, a, a staff uh, position for? Thinking through uh, these next steps, uh, everybody's got a next step, and um, it's part of the whole evangelization picture. And um, so that's that's how it came to me. Um, yeah. I just thought we've got to we've got to think outside the box on this.
0: Yeah, it is very evangelistic. I hear that in in your description of it, and Nick, when you were talking about it too, Nick. Let me ask you: You you mentioned things like events, teaching that sort of thing. Um, what are some of the practicalities of the Next Step program? I mean, what are what are some? Of the, give me some examples of the things that you are doing to help encourage people to to think outside the box and to look at the people who are on the outside looking in.
2: Yeah, so uh, two events come to mind: um, our Trunk or Treat event and our Second Chances event. And both of those events are what we would call um, borrowing the language from our youth ministry department. We'd call them a level one event. And they're really meant um, in terms of the target audience by level one. So the target audience is those people who are not already a part of the Church of St. Paul or who have not heard about the Church of St. Paul. So our trunk a treat event was an opportunity for people from the community, um, not only inside the church, but especially outside the church and in the Blaine and Ham Lake surrounding areas, for people to come and just experience um, the lives of the saints that were decked out in parishioners' trunks, and to come by and grab a, a treat. It was kind of a spin on um, Halloween, if you will, and we turned it into a trunk or treat with biblical and saints trunk. So it was kind of a, an nice. opportunity to evangelize people in a fun and cool way. You know, kids could come and, and learn about the lives of the saints, play some games, get a treat. And um, we were pleased to see, uh, you know, 600-plus people from the community turn up for that um, event. Um, And that was something that actually happened before I came here, and we continued that and uh, continue to expand it uh, this year with our second time doing that. Mm. Um, And then we had the Second Chances event, which, again, was another opportunity for those people who are not already inside the Church. It was also an opportunity for our parishioners to invite their friends that aren't Catholic to this evening of prayer and music centered on um, the birth of Jesus, really a, the second chance that Jesus' birth was um, to each of us and to everyone um, who's not already a part of this community. And so those are just two practical, concrete examples of those level one evangelistic uh, events that we're um, encouraging people to be a part of. And kind of an entryway, before you even come to Mass, we want to just expose them to the, to the kerygma um, through our actions and through the example that, uh, of serving
0: them. Nice, nice. Yes, I like it. Father, I want to go back to you and ask, so obviously, well, anytime I've been in some kind of a meeting where they ask, now, which who out there has a relative, a friend, or a loved one who has left the Catholic Church? Every hand in the room goes up. I mean, that's just kind of how it is. Right. Um, so I'm thinking, too, I mean, you've talked about those who are on the outside looking in, or perhaps they've they've uh, never been, as Nick was saying, to the Church of St. Paul, um, or they haven't heard about it, or they don't know anything about it. But There's a lot. There's a substantial portion of the population out there who have been, who were raised Catholic, who were, you know, maybe went to Catholic school, that sort of thing. But they're now they've, for whatever reason, they've left the church. What can Next Steps do for them?
1: Well, that's a big question, and we're trying to figure that out. I mean, we we don't have the answers to that. But by the way, Next Steps is not a program. It's a it's a culture. It that's that's really. It's, it's really a, a mindset uh, that we're trying to, to develop and, and to grow. Um, I do think that the divide is, is, is a lot bigger than it's, than it's ever been. It used to be that if you weren't in the church per se, uh, you didn't admit it all that much out loud, um, and uh, you, you still had a kind of an identity that, oh yeah, I, I belo- I'm, I'm a Christian, but you know what, I just don't go... These days, it's like you get to choose teams, and you get to be opposing, you know, the people who are in church and so on. Now, I, there's—I I don't know the answers to, to reaching people, but I do know that we have to start to look at things from from you know somebody, as you say, you know, walk in somebody else's shoes. Um, if their if their issue is science versus religion, okay. We need to address that in a thoughtful way. Um, if, their, if their issue is a generational thing, like, well, this you know, church is for my parents and my grandparents. It's not for me. They don't really speak to my generation. Okay, then we have to address that and, and say, okay, you know, we're not going to ditch being authentically Catholic, and we're not going to ditch being authentically who we are. But if I'm in the, myself, I'm, in a, I'm the boomer generation, okay, but uh, the millennial generation or the younger generation, that's the equivalent of my kids and my grandkids. And if I have a home that has enough love to welcome, you know, more kids, if you will, into my home, into my parish home, I'm going to try to figure out what, what makes them tick. If I've got a baby on the way, I'm going to, Paint the room with baby colors, you know, and and put you know put baby stuff in there so the baby can have it. I'd, if I got a teenager, I'm gonna I'm gonna have teenager type stuff and you know around the house. It's just you know appropriate for age age appropriate basically, and that could be spiritually age appropriate as well. I'm not saying people are immature spiritually. I'm just saying that sometimes you just have to think again. What what does the person What's it like for the person who hasn't been in this church uh, to, to What's their experience and just try to see it from somebody else's eyes I mean yeah. that to me is a kind of a the charisma of hospitality Yeah
0: yeah well and as I as I'm listening to you Father I'm thinking that you know just as you said being Able to meet someone where they are doesn't mean that we have to abandon who we are. And in fact, I think that's exactly what the Lord calls us to. That's the whole mystery of the Incarnation, right, is, is Him meeting us where we are so that right. we can th- go and then in turn meet them where they are. Well, just a couple minutes remaining here, but Nick, I wanted to make sure to ask you, if somebody listening is feeling called to uh, explore this more, to find out more about next steps, to maybe even start something like this at their own parish, do you have any tips for how do people— People could get involved or learn more.
2: Yeah, um, well, I'd always just extend the invitation that we're more than happy to uh, to, to speak to anyone and to just be in community with our uh, fellow director level peers and um, and coordinators, just to to learn from each other and to grow together and figure out what we can do to. Um, continue to be the light in our communities um, across the archdiocese. But on another level, I think really the, the place that I would just start is a fellow staff member or even um, a parishioner or someone who wants to um, bring their friend to church. Just start with relationship. I, I think uh, the, the cornerstone of what I've done here is just to begin to get to know people and to build community and to build upon the community that was already here. Because I know, and I think we all know, that through those relationships we have with people, people, we begin to mirror and, you know, in our small way, the relationship that God wants to have with us. And so really, a cornerstone of all these events, of these next steps, of everything that we're doing, it's rooted in relationship and community. And if we're not spending time building relationships and creating community um, with those that we're trying to serve and those already within the Church, um, then we just can't be successful. So start with relationship and community. Amen.
0: That's a great place. Great suggestion on where to start. Thanks for that, Nick. I appreciate that. And then, Father, as we like to do whenever we have uh, clergy on the, on the show, we'd love to get a blessing from you, if you would, but maybe specifically a blessing as we continue our endeavors to walk the next step with others.
1: Sure. Patrick, Nick, all those who are listening, I call upon the Lord's blessing to, for you. I call upon the angels to guide you. As the angels guided the people of Israel through the desert, one step at a time, as the Lord revealed the mystery of His love for us in His presence one step at a time. I pray the Lord would open doors for you. The Lord has promised that whatever doors we knock on, those are the doors that shall be opened. Whatever gate we enter, that is the path that we will take. I pray that the next step for you brings you closer to Jesus Christ and to His kingdom and to His church. May the Lord bless you and guide you on the way, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.
0: Father Jim Livingston, pastor of the Church of St. Paul in Ham Lake, and Nick Brady, director of their Next Steps program, or Next Next Steps Culture. I like that uh, correction there, Father. Thank you for that. We're grateful that you both took the time to be with us here on and Catholic. God bless you both.
1: God bless, Patrick. Thank you so much.
0: All right. Catholic Schools Week is this coming week, as I said. Are you ready to celebrate? Next up, how you... Yes, you can celebrate, support, and encourage Catholic schools around the Archdiocese. Stay with us.